So over the past six or seven years uh, since I've been working with the Gideons, me and my wife have traveled to probably, I don't know, 80, 85, 90, maybe 100 churches all across uh, our region, maybe some a little bit scattered further out. And one of my goals every morning is when I walk into a sanctuary or, or drive to a church, I always try to find a connection, a connection. How can I connect with, with that church? And maybe it's something hanging on a wall or somebody I know. Today was very, very easy because of the Dover family. And uh, that's my connection here. And like he said, we've known each other for several years and we have just done life together in so many different ways. Um, Blakely coming over to the house and riding a four-wheeler and babysitting her from time to time. And uh, we've hunted together and uh, praised the Lord together. And uh, from the very get-go, uh, when I first met Blake, I was on the search committee that found him. And uh, so um, I understand what it's like to let someone go and, uh, and also to find someone like y'all have found. So uh, congratulations on uh, getting a fine uh, man of God. And I sat in the pew just a few minutes ago trying to think of some adjectives to describe Blake and our relationship. And uh, it's kind of, uh, he started off as, as a friend and, and as a son, uh, almost a second son that I, that I have. And, uh, but as the time went on, it was much more deeper than that. Uh, not just a friendship, uh, but he also became even a mentor uh, to me. Uh, even at such a young age, and as he's gotten older and older, I can promise you that he is a man of God and that he pursues uh, God on a daily basis. So uh, I'm very happy that he's leading your church right here in Henderson. So I enjoyed watching the video of Samaritan's Purse this morning, and I think you all have probably been supporting that ministry for quite a while, right? Okay. I can tell you firsthand experience, uh, we have two from different churches we've been at and at Crossroads Baptist. Over the last, uh, I don't know, three years or so, we have gotten the privilege of going and serving at the warehouses where they pack the boxes. And maybe some of you have too. We've been to the one in Irving and we've been to uh, the main one up in Boone, Boone, North Carolina. And it was reassuring to me and my family that those boxes that we prepare every year and we bring up to the church and we go by and we put those things in there, I can assure you that they actually get used and that they get used in the box that you put them in and that those, those toys and those uh, uh, other items and all those things that you put in there, they stay in that box. And they go to that set child that God has planned for you. So that was encouraging to me because at some point I thought, I wonder if all that stuff really goes over there or if they take everything out. Well, they don't. So they put it in the box and we pray over those boxes and those boxes go out to the world. And uh, what an awesome ministry that is. And uh, today I'm here to talk about another awesome ministry and that's Gideon's International. And I know that you've heard about this ministry before, many of you, and I'll go over a few highlights again. Uh, well, I want to tell you a little bit about the Gideons and who we are. First of all, we are born-again Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we believe the only way to heaven and to God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, second, we're uh, businessmen and our wives. I have my wife, Jamie, here today. She's with me. She goes with me all over the place. And uh, she is a school teacher in Elysian Fields. 
And I also have my son and his girlfriend with me today, Hunter and Rachel, and uh, who Blake and the Dovers know very, very well. And they traveled all the way in from Denton, Texas today. So we appreciate having them with us uh, today. Blake, last night we had a bonfire in my backyard, and uh, so we had a big bonfire, and I was thinking back through all the bonfires that we had in our backyard through the years, and uh, Hunter and I kind of got to reminiscing, and I remember one special bonfire that we had when we heard a little secret that there was going to be a little Blakely show coming nine months or eight, seven months, however long it was. It was a few months down the road at that point, but uh, that was a one of those doing life stories with the, with the Dovers. Third thing about the Gideons, we are members of a local church, just like right here in Southside. We partner with you guys. We're members of Crossroads Baptist Church. And so we're not set apart from the church, but we are merely an extended arm of your church as we go out into the world, all across this world, and deliver God's word and hand them out to people who need them. We are in over 200 countries right now. Since 1898, we have distributed 2.5 billion copies of the Word of God. 2.5 billion. It's still growing. Uh, last year alone, about 80 million, 80 to 100 million. Uh, we have the Bible printed in about 109 different languages. 109 different languages right now. Furthermore, we have something pretty cool. Uh, here's a little card that we like to give out with a QR code on the back. But it's the Gideon Bible app. Gideon Bible app. And I know there's a lot of other good Bible apps out there. But this one right here has 1,000. I think I just every time I read my emails, it goes up. Right now, it's up to 1,800 different languages. You can type the country of India, go search for the country of India and find 77 different languages spoken just in that country alone. On top of that, almost not all of them, about 80% of those languages, you can hit play and listen to the Word of God. You can listen to it in those languages. I don't know how we found that many people speak the whole Bible out, but we have. So it's a very, very powerful tool. Uh, some of you may know we are busy uh, still putting Bibles out in hotels. Uh, we, in schools, I'll share you a, a testimony about a school uh, here in a few moments. Uh, we hand out Bibles to uh, in universities and college and higher education, uh, military, hospitals, prisons, and just simply everyday encounters that we have with people that God puts in our lives. There's about 200 and 50,000 Gideons now worldwide, several of them right here in East Texas, right here in Henderson. And uh, so we work together uh, side by side since 1898, delivering the Word of God and partnering with churches uh, just like right here at Southside. We were founded in a little town called, um, well, was it Wisconsin? Boscobel, Boscobel, Wisconsin, where two traveling salesmen uh, met each other because there was no room on that night in the inn. So you hear that story before, right? There's no room in the inn. So these two traveling salesmen met each other in that hotel room and had to stay together, not knowing who each other were. And from that point, they'd established a friendship because they were both Christian men. And uh, they studied the Bible together, and a relationship was forged, and an association of men and women, uh, like I said, 250,000 since that time, 
have um, distributed, proclaimed God's word and message throughout every corner of the world. You know, there's power in God's word and truth. I appreciate the verse that y'all put up there this morning because that's one I always like to share. That's Hebrews 4.12, which says, For the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and joints of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And because of that power, we are also reminded of another verse, and it's up here, Isaiah 55, 11. It's a promise that God gives us. And so we Gideons kind of cling to that promise. Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth, that it shall not return to me uh, void or empty, but it shall succeed for the purpose for which I sent it. So many times we give Bibles out to uh, people in grade school or at college university or at a gas station or wherever. And we may have a chance to share or talk to them about the Word of God. But a lot of times we don't really know what happens next. And so that verse gives us promise that God's in control. He's going to take care of His Word. He's going to speak to that person in His time and draw them closer to them. We have so many powerful testimonies that come in all the time. Uh, they're just amazing. I'd like to share a few of those uh, with you. One of them, a little green Bible, on the campus of East Texas Baptist College in Marshall, now East Texas Baptist University. And there's a pastor named Edwin Finley, who is now pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in Woodville. So Calvary Baptist Church in Woodville. He sent in his testimony to us a few years ago and said, hey, I want y'all to know uh, about this testimony. And just a few days or several weeks before, an old friend reached out to him. So Edwin was about 10 years old when his mom was the dean of women uh, at East Texas Baptist College some, whatever, 40, 50 years ago. And said, little Edwin... Uh, went to his mama because at the very end of every school year, his mama always had to go into the, into the dorms and, and round up stuff that they left behind, make sure everything was in order, and that was one of her duties. And every year she would always find several of these left-behind Gideon Bibles because every year the Gideons were on the campus at ETBU, at a Christian university. And they would leave behind Bibles sometimes and they would forget them. And so she always rounded up a few of them. Edwin said, hey, Mama, can I have 10 of these Bibles that I can give to some of my friends? And she said, well, of course. So little 10-year-old Edwin took 10 of these Bibles, and he just handed them out to his friends. Years go by. He gets a call from this guy, and he says, hey, Edwin, just want to reconnect with you. I found you. I want to tell you the story about how a Bible has changed uh, uh, my life and helped me through the years. You see, I was given one of those little green Bibles. Do you remember that? And he said, yeah, I do remember that. He said, well, I was already a Christian. So it didn't necessarily lead me to the Lord, but it helped me to grow with the Lord. You see, that Bible is a perfect size to put in my lunchbox. And so every day in that factory, in that plant, during my lunch hour, I would always take and study God's Word using that little bitty Gideon Bible over the next 20 to 30 years. He said, furthermore, I'd like to show you in the front of that Bible, I have 23 tally marks, 23 tally marks for each time that I led one of my coworkers to Christ. So it's a little left-behind Bible on a college campus in Marshall, Texas that a girl left behind, but God wasn't finished with this word. And so there again, Isaiah 55, 55, 11. Speaking of schools, uh, I am a coach 
and a PE teacher at Marshall Junior High. And I think we've got a picture, that's where I work, at Marshall Junior High. And last, no, about a year ago, we gave out about 1,300 of these. 1,300 of these um, on that campus, the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. What was cool about that is I've been to Gideon for several years, and I've been to several school distributions but I was working at a different place. I was working in the business world at the time. So I'd show up at the school and I would go to these uh, schools of my other fellow Gideons and we would hand out these Bibles, but then boom, we had to leave. We're gone. So we go back to our normal jobs. But now I'm on the inside. So I'm on the inside of the school. So I got to see firsthand the fruits of these little dollar twenty-five Bibles that the Gideons have been handing out. So I got to see some things happen and transpire in that school. Do we have another picture? Did they come through or not? Yes. Okay, so there's a picture right here of some of my fellow Gideons at the car rider line. You see each one of those boxes has about a hundred Bibles. It has exactly a hundred Bibles in there. They look just like this. And uh, so we're handing those out that day. And Throughout the day, I kind of got to witness, and as the days and the weeks went on, I got to witness firsthand God at work inside that school using these little Bibles. And let's see, it's another picture. So there's later in the day right there. Uh, it was a pretty day in November, as you can see. And I'm just sitting outside, and that's one of those days we just kind of let them go out and, and uh, mess around and play. But uh, there's some kids walking and that's what I got to witness. I see one kid with his Bible open, pointing to stuff, and he's talking. And throughout the day, I can see other kids sharing and showing their friends in the cafeteria or in the hallway. Or sometimes they'd be sitting in the hallway with the Word of God open. How encouraging that is to see our youth with the Word of God open. And so I saw that the, the principal told me uh, a couple days later, said, I want you to know, I don't know if you sensed a presence, but there is a different feel when the Gideons came on campus that day. So I don't know if it's just the men in the suits or if it's the word of God, but for some reason there, there was a calm in that school because of the word of God. Okay, next picture. Did another picture come through? No, not that. That's a video. Any more pictures? Maybe not. So just leave it right there. I had another picture, but uh, one time I walked into the gym for my class later that day, and there's several students sitting around, and they're sitting around in a circle, and they all have their Bible open. And as soon as I come in, they say, hey, coach, coach, will you come in here and join our Bible study with us? And so I at a public school right there in Marshall, Texas. And so from that, and all those things, and I would see teachers walking down the hall with little Johnny, and they would be showing him, you know, scriptures in the Bible and maybe places to read. Just kind of, I saw administrators and teachers doing that and how encouraging that was. The principal finally came to me, and she said a few weeks later, a couple weeks later, and I'm pretty sure as a result of the Gideons being on campus, she said, I would like for you and another teacher to start up an FCA chapter an FCA chapter. And so we started up an FCA chapter there at Marshall Junior High. And every Wednesday morning we meet in the library and we have anywhere between 60 to um, 80, 100 kids show up. And by the end of May, the last two weeks before school let out, I would use one of these Gideon Bibles and 
I would uh, present the plan of salvation and using the very back side of this Bible and uh, walking through the steps of salvation uh, 29 students came to know Christ right there in Marshall so pretty pretty amazing in the front of these Bibles I'm just going to read it to you I want you to listen real closely what it says because it talks about the Bible the Word of God and this is what it says so the Bible contains the mind of God the state of man the way of salvation the doom of sinners and the happiness of believers its doctrines are holy its precepts are binding its histories are true and its decisions are immutable read it to be wise um, believe it to be safe and practice it to be holy it contains light to direct you food to support you and comfort to cheer you it is a traveler's map the pilgrim's staff the pilot's compass the soldier's sword and the Christian's charter here paradise is restored heaven open and the gates of hell disclosed Christ is its grand subject our good the design and the glory of God is in it should fill the memory rule the heart and guide the feet read it slowly frequently and prayerfully it's a mine of wealth a paradise of glory and a river of pleasure it is given you in life it will be open at the judgment it will be remembered forever it involves the highest responsibility will reward the greatest labor and will condemn all who trifle with its sacred contents that's the Word of God I have so many testimonies to share I don't have enough time to do it and sometimes I get up here and I have something in place and then something pops in my mind so I want to change something up I want to share a, a quick little story about um, a, uh, a girl that we met in Baltimore many uh, a few years back Jamie and I went to see uh, our daughter in Virginia Beach at the time how many years ago was that maybe four I don't remember but we decided to go go there and uh, before we went there we went well we weren't in Virginia Beach she came to see us right we went to Baltimore on a scripture blitz so we met with several other Gideons uh, from the East Coast and we distributed I don't know 70 80 90 thousand uh, copies of word uh, of the Word of God throughout the city of Baltimore so every time Jamie and I travel we always look for we like to travel so we like to look for places um, that are things to do so we had a little extra spare time one day and so we Google things to do in Baltimore and there's not really a whole lot of exciting stuff to do in Baltimore but one of them was uh, visiting the number one tourist attraction was visiting the gravesite of Edgar Allan Poe so that was one of them and we went to Camden Yards and to where the Baltimore Orioles place but a couple years before that my wife had gone through some medical issues and she is a cancer survivor and by the grace of God she is here today and she is healed and uh, but during that time uh, undergoing uh, all the therapies and stuff that she went through uh, we gained a greater appreciation for not just prayer but earthly medicine and physicians and the science that goes along with it and the hospitals and we knew that there's some major players right in in in, in that, that help people uh, 
survive uh, MD Anderson and uh, Baylor in Dallas and and then one of them is uh, in Baltimore John Hopkins John Hopkins okay and so she said you know what I would just like to see where that campus is and where that university is and where that hospital is so we did so we drove down to John Hopkins that afternoon it's about rush hour it's about five o'clock so we pull up to a stoplight and across the way we can see a uh, uh, sky bridge going from one to the other uh, big building that said John Hopkins who so are right there so we start looking around and we see this homeless girl that we thought at the time was a homeless girl come walking towards us uh, through each car and she's got like a, a cup in her hand and she's acting like she's thirsty and so she's just walking walking around to each car and acting like she's thirsty and and uh, as she got closer to us it it it, it drew uh, Jamie was drawn to this to this lady who was a woman she was older than what we thought and sometimes someone tugs at your heartstrings, and, and, and this lady actually did at that time. So she said, we got to help this lady out. And so, yeah, sure, we will. And so I had some extra Bibles, and I said, I'll tell you what, we're going to give her a little Bible, and we'll put some money in there, $5, whatever it was. And so as she came towards us, she has a $5 bill stuck in here in the Bible, and she's fixing it. She sees it, and she walks up to that window where Jamie's sitting on the passenger side, and she said, well, I can't get the window down. I said, okay, well, try this, and she tried that. Well, we're in a rental car, and so I wasn't familiar with all the buttons yet. And so anyway, she said, well, I can't get it down, and the lady's just sitting there like knocking on the window like there's the cookie. It's right there in front of her, right? And she can't get to it. And so I realized that the child locks are on. And so I said, oh, it must be the child locks. And so I walk around, I mean, not walk around. So I go over here to the side. I'm trying to figure out where that lock is to unlock it. And I cannot find it because I'm unfamiliar with that car. And so I said, well, just open up the door. And so, well, it's locked too. And so we can't figure out how to get the door. About that time, it's rush hour. The light turns green and the whole city of Baltimore starts honking at us. And so we're in an unfamiliar area, and uh, so I kind of panicked, okay? I panicked. And so I drove off. And i never forget the look in that lady's eyes as she saw what we had in our hand and the money that she needed, and we drove by, and she just had this look on her like, you know, well, what just happened? Of course, we tried to make it right. So we go down two or three blocks, and we pull over, we turn around, and this whole process takes probably five minutes or so to get back in line to where we were at. And we pull over on the side of the road, and I figure out where the, the unlock button is and all that good stuff. And so we pull up. Jamie's got the window rolled down, and here she comes. And she comes up to our car, and I'll never, ever, ever forget the words that she said to us. Because I sincerely feel that she was sincere about it. And she was passionate about what she said. And the look on her face, she said, you came back for me. You came back for me. And so she said, you know, it wasn't about the, uh, the money that I wanted. She said, it's about that Bible. That's what I wanted. And so there was a part of me that thought, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I, I didn't know. But then she said this. She said, my Bible just got wet in my backpack. And she said, I've been needing another Bible. And she says, I always read one chapter of the day of the week 
in the month uh, in the book of Proverbs in, 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 uh, of, the, of the month. And so that right there told me that she knew what she was talking about because it's 31 days in a month. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And she says she always reads a Proverbs, whichever day of the month it is, plus a, a psalm. And so um, I knew what she was talking about. And so we go and we talk about this at a, at a Bible study one night and uh, at, a, at a home group. It was at the box house. And uh, a lady come up to me after it and she said, Sam, I, wanna, I really was inspired by this story. And I want you to know that I think that God actually orchestrated that. Actually orchestrated that story so that she could feel, at least for a brief moment in time, that she was wanted. That she was cared for. That she was important. And she said those words, you came back for me. You know, church, Christ came back for us. He's going to come back again for us again. And so uh, we have stories like that and testimonies of the Word of God. And uh, I don't know where she went. We didn't have time to talk to her. Uh, the light turned green. We had to take off again. And, um, but I always think about that lady on the side of the road there in Baltimore. Church, what can you do to uh, help us out? I'm going to share with you one more story here in a moment. But uh, real quick, uh, please pray for us. Uh, pray that doors will continue to open for us. And sometimes we have doors closed on us. Uh, COVID was very challenging for us. But God provided ways for us uh, to provide his word and his scripture and, uh, and to work alongside churches even during COVID. And there's some amazing testimonies that, that have come out of that. Uh, number two, uh, if you feel led to give today, I would pray that you would give above and beyond your normal tithes and offerings that you give to this church or to any other ministry or to Samaritan's Purse. Um, do it above and beyond if you feel led to. Please know that these only cost like $1.25, $1.30 to distribute these. One of those boxes that I showed uh, up there earlier, uh, that's $125, $150 for a box of Bibles. These hotel Bibles, they cost uh, about $5 is all it costs uh, for us. And so we Gideons take 0%, not even a penny from every penny that's given. 100% goes straight uh, to Gideons International so that we can print and distribute the Word of God. We pay for our own travel fees and uh, uh, dues and all that sort of, th sort of stuff. And that's just a, that's how we, uh, we are set up. Number three, we have a, I saw, I think over here on this side hallway, I saw a Gideon card rack. This is one of the ways that God uh, provided for us as a powerful way of raising support for the Gideons. During COVID was these Gideon cards. See, uh, normally our church service offerings were, were our largest uh, contributor. Uh, this became our largest contributor uh, during that time. Uh, maybe in, in lieu of uh, flowers and loss of a loved one, or maybe you want to congratulate someone on their big day, or just tell someone thank you. Uh, pick one of these cards up. They're over there uh, in that hallway. Or you can get online, Gideons.org, uh, and you can do it that way. Pick the card up. It's free. And if you feel led to make a donation towards that, or maybe in the legacy of someone's life that will live forever, uh, so that the Word of God is placed in a hotel somewhere, in honor of a loved one. That's a big way to help us out also. Uh, one final way really to help us out is we are always looking uh, for more Gideons 
If you ever feel led uh, to, to do that or be a part of the Gideon ministry, uh, you can do that several different ways. Uh, see me after church or see Blake or uh, maybe get online and kind of research us. And we also have something called Friends of Gideon. You don't have to be a Gideon to be a supporter of the Gideon. Uh, we have something called Friends of Gideons, and uh, you can purchase these little Bibles just like we do and hand them out to uh, people that you meet in your everyday life. And you can c contribute if you would like to, and you get a monthly newsletter and all that, how you can pray and work alongside us, of us. So, uh, one last uh, story. It's a powerful one. It's one I always like to uh, share and it came a few years ago, maybe seven, eight years ago now, from a lady named Leah in Dallas, North Dallas area, Richardson, Plano. Leah was a nurse, and she got off work one day, so she stopped at the grocery store to go get some groceries before she went back to her uh, house. And she was mugged, and she was assaulted, and uh, there was... A, there was a bunch of chaos that ensued, obviously. Uh, but these, these guys were able to get her uh, across the highway to a hotel. And so it was a hotel that has a balcony. And as they started dragging Leah up the stairs, uh, she could see more men looking down on her. But Leah was already a believer and she was already a Christian. And even, though, even in those moments, even in those moments of, uh, uh, of fear, absolute fear knowing what those men were about to do Leah had the prayer and she prayed to God that a Gideon had been inside that hotel room she didn't know how that was going to help but she knew the power of God's word like we just talked about a while ago in Hebrews 4:12. and so that was her prayer during that altercation and so they drug her up they're able to get her inside the room when she gets inside the room there's more men and there's more men in that hotel room. And so Leah jumps across the bed. And over there is a little nightstand drawer somewhere. She dives across the bed, pulls out uh, the drawer. It falls on top of her. And a Bible falls out on the floor in the middle. Opens up the psalm right in the middle of the Bible. And her eyes immediately focus on these two verses. And it's Psalm 59, 1 and 2. And so she claimed these verses as loud as she could. And she read them out loud before they were able to get that Bible away from her. And she read, Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil. And save me from bloodthirsty men. And she read it again. And she could sense the fear in those men's voices. And there's a guy in the background that was saying, Hey, what are we going to do with her? Get that Bible away from her. And in time, she doesn't know how long it lasted. If it was 30 seconds, if it was a minute. It was a very short period of time. Leah looks up. And there's nobody there. Everybody had fled the room. The, the door was wide open. There's light coming in. There's no one left. And the power of God's word physically ran these men out of that hotel room. And so Leah called the, uh, called the cops, of course. And they said, Leah, upon our investigation, I want you to know that we found the fingerprints of about 12 men uh, in this room. And she said, that's probably about right. And she said, furthermore... Uh, when we, or they said, furthermore, when we went behind the shower curtain, we found a roll of duct tape, a shovel, and a tarp. And so those are the things that, that uh, these men were evil and were planning on doing. But the Word of God saved Leah's life physically. Not necessarily spiritually in this point, but physically. And what a powerful testimony that, that Leah has to share uh, with us. Speaking of hotel Bibles, I'm going to end on this, and then I will turn it over to uh, 
Blake. And uh, at the end, I guess, if you don't mind, I'll just stand back here at the door, the open Bible. If you feel led to give, um, just place the money in our Bible. And uh, if you want to write a check, just make it out to Gideon's uh, International. And I promise you, I promise you, God's word will not return void or empty. It will succeed for the thing uh, for what she sent it. And uh, powerful, powerful testimonies happening all the time because of faithful uh, people in a congregation just like you. And who knows who provided that $5 Bible for Leah? Maybe one of you. Who knows? Uh, maybe one day we'll know those stories. What a glorious day that will be.